Hello, hello, and welcome. Hi. This is PhD. I'm Tommy DeSalt. Kellen King. Post hump day for those of you new joining us. We've had uh, quite a few new uh, friends and followers and scholars joining along. Mm -hmm. We appreciate you. Um, And Kellen, how how have you been? I've been good. Uh, Like I I was telling you before we started getting on, um, soccer season is approaching. Um, so for those of you who are new, uh, girlfriend named Lulu, she has a son, uh, and Alex, that's his name. Uh, we, he's been excited to start playing soccer. Well, uh, like I, it's just, I've been playing, you know, that role where I, it was giving me nostalgia, uh, going to the like academy. We went to Dick's first. They didn't have shit for soccer. So then we went to academy, and I just I started getting like that nostalgia where it's just like, do you remember going to like whatever sport? But for me, it was like you know flag football, baseball, and soccer. Uh, going to academy and just being able to pick out your like cleats and like picking out your you know shin guards and like yeah. all that shit like with the socks and everything. And oh just, yeah, like, dude, like, that oh. was. Prime time and excitement. Like, oh, we don't have those in your size. Um, and so, you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so that's what we got to do yesterday. And I was on the other side of it. And a lot of these stories that I have with um, with uh, Lulu's son, it's a lot like I'm on the other side of it now. And I really like that. And I think a lot of like, I wouldn't say I'm a parent, but I, I you know, I'm a little bit of like a, a step parent in a sense. Uh, it's fun to be on the, like, it just gives you a different, um, Dude, I'd call I'd call you one, Kellen. Okay, Dude, yeah. I think you're doing a I think you're doing a great job. Yeah, and, and stepping into that role. Yeah. Um, no, I get it. I mean, you're you're at that point where you're now teaching those things. Yeah, you're now the one taking them shopping. Yeah, and I'm and, saying I'm saying the same shit that my dad said to me, like yeah. when we were trying on cleats. Um, he uh, like with the okay, so he is on a growth spurt. Um, he's been eating like crazy. I've been telling you that. And so his shoe size is different now. So we're trying to figure out what his shoe size is. I'm also, I've been sleeping a lot. Like, I don't even know why I, I've been hearing that it's because of winter, but dude, I think I've been telling Lulu I'm going through a growth spurt cause I've been sleeping like, dude, I, I mean, when I got home from work on Friday, I went to bed at like six and didn't wake up till midnight. Stayed up for like two hours and went back to sleep. Oh like, man, yeah, I've sleep. been sleeping a lot too. Yes. Something, something's going on. Yeah, so B, uh, Tommy is going through a growth spurt. So I know last episode you gave him <laughs> some slack on his on his uh, height, but just know that he's uh, he's going to be passing you soon. <laughs> she ain't even listening. Know, She's so zoned out no, over there. So anyway, uh, was doing the same thing with with uh, Alex. He's trying on cleats, you know, and I'm like, hey, stand up, stand up. Let me, you know. Wiggle your toes, like walk down the aisle, and he's gritty down the aisle. Obviously, I told him to gritty. Yeah, that one was me telling him to gritty. So usually, it's like he, you know, like I said, he does it by himself. But but he'll take some direction. Yeah, That's he'll take good. direction. But uh, you know, and then they're like, you know, uh, Lulu didn't really play any sports growing up, and so she doesn't really know even what shin guards are. And so you know, I'm like the pro that is teaching <laughs> them, like. Hey, let's get these. You know, and they've got the new shin guards. So yeah, you can always tell the parents that played soccer and those yeah. who didn't based on how the shin guards are on. Yeah, because she was like with the socks, <laughs> and they've got the new ones now that don't go over the ankles. I mean, they're not new; they were yeah there when we were playing. But like they, there's those, two types. I feel like came about. We were still young when they came about, 
but the the OG ones had the straps yeah. you had to put through your yeah. foot. You know, it wasn't like just something you can yeah. slide into a little bit later. Right. And I uh I didn't like wearing shin guards because of that strap. Yeah, I, I hated it. But you know what? That's the ones that we got for him because I wanted him to have a little bit more protection on the ankle. When he gets older, or you know, maybe we'll go back and like even at the end of this before the season's over and get him the ones that don't, you know, that are just basically like a 3D print of a the front of a shaft or shaft. The front of a <laughs> that's the combination of calf and shin. Yeah. The three like just a mold of someone's shin. And then you put like that pre-sock over it yeah. to keep it in place. A little sleeve. Then you put the sock over. Dude, I used to be the tape king. Uh oh yeah. Lots I just, of tape. Like, threw it into my sock. She's back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh God, she woke up. <laughs> Sorry. Guys. Maybe she's going through a gross spurt. Uh-huh. She's awake now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's joining us. Yeah, no, that was my my favorite thing was was uh and just throwing some tape on and hitting yeah. the field. Like, it didn't take any time at all. Yeah. Um, and I hated the shin guards I got them. Like, growing up, I hated those. Those ankle ones. Yeah, where but it goes you know what I like, Kellen? Is I think everyone did. But you're starting them off like he gets that experience now. Yeah. So he's coming up the right way. Yeah. I had That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, he's not going to like these. And then when he gets home, he put everything on. Like, he's like, you know, he's super excited. It was fun to see. Hell yeah. But he wanted to wear without the shin guards. And I knew exactly why. Like, I was like, he doesn't like them. He's going to learn to <laughs> yeah. not like them. That's fine. But this is something he's got to go through because his mom would get mad at me if in, like, a practice or a game he gets kicked in the ankle. Yeah. And she's like, well, why didn't we get these shin guards? Why didn't we do that? And I'd be like, uh, well, these are cooler. Yeah, it's you know good what I mean? to, to start out. Uh, and she actually liked the other shit cards better. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's good to start out maybe that way, a little yeah. bit more cautious. And um, then as he gets a little more stable. Yeah. Um, and you kind of sort out what kind of soccer player he is. Yeah. Uh, maybe he'll make the switch right. uh, eventually. I can tell you that I didn't make the switch till we were playing club yeah, soccer out of rec soccer. Right. Um, and she, like I said, she liked the uh, the other ones better. Uh, but it makes me think of like when you're, bi- you're, you know, when you're buying a bike for a kid, um, which I've got to do. But like you get the helmet and you get the all the other stuff. Uh, that stuff's not going to stay on throughout their journeys through, you know, when they're riding a bike. Like the helmet's the first thing to come off, right? Yeah. And you buy it for them because you you want them to know that they want to wear it, but they're not going to wear that shit. I didn't wear a helmet, but, uh, yeah, I he, didn't either. But yeah, he, so he's like getting into, and he does, he does this with other things too. Like, uh, you, he just, he says stuff and does stuff that he doesn't know where it comes from. Like, uh, for example, like I'm saying, he puts the shin guard on, he doesn't know how to put them on. He puts them on. He's like, I don't like them. He talks about, he does, he like speaks in memes too. Like, and he doesn't know where it's coming from. That's funny to me. And he'll like, uh, cause he's, a young kid. And when you hear a young kid. Yeah, and you're like, where the hell? And then yeah. some of them are memes that have come out like when YouTube first started. Like he knows what Rick Rolling is <laughs> and he like he he gets all that, but he doesn't really understand it. But the new one is the Ohio thing. Have you guys know what I'm talking about? Like people think that Ohio doesn't really exist or like Yeah. So he's kind of clowning on that. He's too. clowning on Ohio. And I'm like, dude, point out Ohio on a map. Do you even know where it's at? Or he didn't even know it was a state. He just knows it's a place. And like, that's a thing that uh, he he thinks is funny. And it, like I said, 
being on the other side of the coin of that, I remember growing up, like, I used to say things that I heard uh, from movies and, like, games and stuff that, out of context, like, are really bad. And <laughs> yeah. uh, it made me think of one that uh, we've talked about previously. Um, growing up, like, we would go on, so I'm, like, six or seven at this point. Growing up, we would go on these, like, long-ass road trips and... Uh, and those big vans that you and I used to have. Oh yeah, the uh, big old country conversion type Hell vans. Yeah, baby. And they had like the movie theater lights, and the yeah. back seat went down. Uh, I used to hate pulling up to school in those though, because like everybody, you know, you and I went to private schools. Yeah. Everybody else has got like these fucking nice ass cars. Yeah, they got the the nicer, newer SUVs, and yeah, and we've got this old like whatever pre two thousand van that's like on its last leg but we've had it for the last five years anyway we used to have like a uh, tv in there and we would watch movies and there'd be like certain movies that would be on repeat like uh independence day heavyweights oh yeah uh, men in black um and wayne's world was a big one and you know i'm six and seven six or seven these movies have lines in them that like probably shouldn't know what they mean like pre memes, this is kind of the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Just store, you would just the thing what you would used to do instead of saying memes is you would say quotes from movies, which people still do. But and I remember, um, I would say this one line all the time. But uh, I said it. We went to a. This is from Wayne's World, so I'll, I'll set the backdrop for you. In the movie, uh, Rob Lowe's character is trying to put the Mac on Wayne's girlfriend. Okay, he's trying to show her that he knows how to speak a foreign language. He's ordering from a restaurant. I think it's Filipino, Philippines. Uh, and he's like speaking in their language. And Wayne makes a joke. He says, "There." he's like, hey, do you guys want anything? He's like, yeah, I'll have the come of some young guy. <laughs> and I, I never, I, I'm six years old. I have no idea what that means. So fast forward. We take the country van. We take it out to church. We, after church, what do you do? You go out to eat. He gets you some grub. He gets you some grub. We would go to this Chinese buffet restaurant. And, um, you know, as soon as we roll up, I'm just like going around to people. I'll have to come of some young guy. I'll have to come of some young guy. I'll have to come of some young guy. My dad's like, Kellen, he's like grabs me. I'm like, he's like, never say that ever again. You don't know what that means. And then just like the shame later on in life when I rewatched that movie and saw heard that line, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, I hated it. Oh, man. So I'm um, hopefully. Fuck, yeah, that's wild. Hopefully hit the me- the memes. Like he hasn't said anything of the memes that are just like out there where you're like, hey, dude, don't say that. Dude, what was the people's reaction while you're doing this? Dude, they were just like mortified. I just, <laughs> I thought I would get a laugh out of it. Cause yeah. like, yeah, everyone's seen Wayne's World. And you didn't even know. So you think it's funny? Like yeah. they should think it's funny too. Yeah. But they're like, oh. yeah, they're just trying to have Sunday, di- Sunday lunch after church. So I get it now. Um, and, but luckily we haven't had one of those moments. Did you have one of those? Oh yeah. I think I had too many, um, too many of those moments. Um, having, an older brother, you had two older brothers. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, my parents let me be a kid, um, for the most part. So I'd watch a lot of things and, you know, have no idea, but it was that same theme. 
like I think it's funny and I think you're going to think it's funny too. Um, but didn't know what it meant. Um, in the seventh grade, uh, Reno nine one one classic show was a very big deal. Um, I was sitting in class one day and I don't know. I don't know if it was, you know, having a little bit of the ADHD as a child. I don't know exactly ADD what it was, but there would be days in school where it didn't matter what was happening. Like I was having conversations uh, constantly. And this was one of those days where I'm just quoting all kinds of movies, making people laugh and made me feel good. Um, so everybody's in a cheerful mood, good spirit. And then I said one line from Reno 911, which this isn't going to be as funny because I can't say that line on here. We would be canceled today okay. uh, in today's culture, gotcha. in today's world. Um, I'll start out the line by saying, I ain't done whippets since the, and you can, if you know Reno 911, fill in the last part of that line. It was in an episode. Um, A, I didn't know what whippets were. That's what I was about to ask you. Had no idea in the seventh grade. It wasn't until the eighth grade that I learned what whippets really were. (laughs) That Steve-O documentary hadn't come out. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it was eighth grade into freshman year that that really... um, And then the latter part of that line, which I unfortunately will not quote for the humor of this, um, it was a way worse um, term that I had no idea what it even meant. Um, And give you some context is there was was one kid that was of mixed race in the class and he knew what that word Mm. was. I didn't made a big deal about it uh, rightfully so at the time and um yeah i got in a whole lot of trouble um i mean a whole lot of trouble um almost and they made me repeat the line um so they i got sent to the hallway initially i was in miss vader's class i still remember this um she what a last me, name yeah she uh actually ended up being uh the principal at the uh, high school at Nolan eventually, but uh, I think kind of like a Mr. Um, Feeney thing where he, yeah. she just followed you. Around. So I'd known her for a long time because my brother and et cetera. But yeah. Um, yeah, she sent me in the hallway immediately, and then I was I was like laughing. I didn't know that this was a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, until they sent me to the principal's office with the assistant principal, and I don't know about you, but the principals at that school that I went to when I was a kid, like they scared the fuck out of me. Oh, they yeah. they really did. It, they'd have a, like uh, you know, think private Catholic school mm-hmm. principal nun. You had a nun that, that worked there. She wasn't like, you know, she it's wasn't a cult. A, yeah, it was wild. But uh, yeah, so they they asked me what I said, and oh. I couldn't keep a straight face saying it in front of these ladies. So I'm laughing. So that makes them even more mad that I find this. Humorous. humorous yeah and they're like what kind of sick fuck are you like you're a <laughs> terrible person like um and I, I i ended up getting in trouble i in that moment i was like i'm getting expelled mm-hmm. like this is it uh all because of fucking reno 911 and it was the same thing it was something i'd seen on tv yeah. 
And I don't know what it is, but I feel like kids are definitely this way where they know if, 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 if I see you laugh at it, yeah, then it doesn't matter that I don't know what it is. Exactly. Like it's funny. They know when something's funny. They just don't know why it's funny. Yeah. And the thing is making people laugh is like the best, right? Like I, I would go to the principal's office a lot too. So I get exact, like saying a Reno joke, whatever. Like I understand it. I actually, I want to say two things. One, I had a kid recently. Uh, sometimes like I work with kids and I asked them, this was prior to Valentine's day. I told you this story. I said, Hey, um, is everybody excited for Valentine's day? And like a bunch of people were like, for whatever reason, kids hate holidays. Like, whatever. And there's one kid, and they're like, oh, what? no, I'm not excited, whatever. Like, I want to get my mom a Valentine's, whatever. This one kid, uh, he was like, hey, fellas, uh, our hand is our Valentine's, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> These kids are in fifth grade, so they're exploring their bodies, and luckily the the girls in the class are, you know, they're, they're, they're like, um... Dude, it's the, it's the, am I right part after that? Yeah, that am I right? Like, really... just to chime in. <laughs> Luckily, the girls were just like, oh, you make out with your hand? And I'm like, yeah, that's what he's saying. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, but he knew as soon as, like, I was like, I got on door or whatever, he was like, okay, like, that's whatever. <laughs> but uh, the other thing I was going to say is, like, getting sent to the principal's office, you're right, it was, um, like, terrible. Like, it, it just that in its sense, like, you knew you had fucked up. You knew you were gonna about to get in trouble. But I had like later on in my life when I would get sent to the principal's office and I would get sent with somebody who was a friend of mine that never like would really get in trouble. Oh yeah. I would sit next to him and be like, Hey, hey, before he comes in here, uh, <laughs> who was it? His name's Doctor Fisher. Hey, before Doctor Fisher gets in here, like just so I wanted you to know. Let me take the lead, okay? I'm yeah. gonna talk about it. <laughs> we're gonna get out of this. It'll be okay. And I feel like I would coach like my friends who were like having a panic attack, like knowing that we're about to probably have to call our parents. Like, just let me have, let me just talk like, and we'll get through this. I promise. Okay. And usually we would get out unscathed. Um, yeah. Dude, that, that's so funny. Cause I wasn't that guy till high school. Yeah. It took me a while. Um, I was a pretty, it wasn't till the sixth grade that I got like really started getting into trouble. Yeah. Um, but I'd say by eighth grade, um, that's when something switched. When was it for you that that switch occurred? It was. I had a really shitty teacher in fifth grade. Now we did the home and away thing where you would uh, go into one classroom and then you know in the in the lunch after lunch you would switch or whatever. Yeah. Um, one of my teachers was just having a bad year, like pretty you know going through a divorce, this kind of thing. And she's had my brothers in the past, so, like, I'm the youngest of three. She had them, and she loved my middle brother. So for them to then, you know, finish it off with me and having this shitty year, like, I remember she would, it was a Christian school, right? So we would say a little prayer before lunch, right? I remember she would have the kids, uh, whoever was saying the prayer, pray. Like, because we'd be like, does anybody have any prayer requests? And then, you know, she'd be like, I've got a prayer request, you know, actually, since, you know, we've gone through y'all's. Um, and then I would just act like you're saying, the I'd be like, uh, Tommy, can you uh, say a prayer that Kellen will uh, behave when we get back from lunch? 
I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. So I think for me, probably fifth grade. Uh, I would I got in trouble before that, but fifth grade, like, dude, I was in the principal's office. He actually sat down with me and two of my friends, the uh, the principal, and he brought out a ca- uh, calendar one time. And he was like, look, you guys are in my office, like, every other day. And he, like, circled a date, and he was like, if you cannot be in my office by this day, then you're, like, you're good. But if you if I see you prior to this day, you're getting in-school suspension. And uh, just happened to be the day that we were, like, after this day, we were fine, but we were doing pull-ups in the uh, bathroom stall, like, right above the stall you got the door yeah. we were using those as pull-ups and some little fucking tattletale just decided this was his moment to shine told our teacher teacher sent us to the principal's office he brings out the calendar and he's like all right let's take a look you guys are one day off uh, sorry to tell you we're gonna call your parents you get in school suspension <laughs> yeah and like prior like after that i was hardened and i was like okay anytime i go to the principal's office just let me talk i've got this like so I think fifth grade was a turning year for me. And that's when I went through yeah. puberty. So, I mean, am I right, fellas? So Am I right? Yeah. So the sixth grade, um, I was getting in trouble a lot. I still had like a little bit of a healthy fear Yeah. with, with some of that. That's the age. Um, but because we used to go in the bathroom and you'd, you'd get like paper towels and you'd soak them in the sink. Yeah. Start you know what I'm talking about? Shit. Yeah. I uh, just have wars going on. Yeah. I mean, and that went all the way through high school, oh, yeah. by the way. But, um, yeah, we started this thing in the sixth grade. Actually, the seventh graders started it because our recess, like, overlapped, right? So, yeah. um, dude, I don't know where it came from, but basically somebody would just point out a kid to you and you'd have to go tackle them no matter what, like, whoever pointed out. Yeah. And, um, mind you, I was not a big dude neither am i a big dude today big man um, so um He's i've got always, a big heart ladies yeah but like uh but so in like growing up so through middle school elementary like i was much smaller than a lot of kids in my grade okay put it that way um well they pick out this kid that is way younger um <laughs> who was just like minding his own business out in a field and he had, you know, he was like a smart kid, had glasses on, you know, humble family, like, and they point him out to me. They're like, at least you can tackle that kid. Like, they thought it was, a, you know, a yeah. joke. Well, I tackled this kid. And I mean, when I tackled him, I knew that all the seventh graders were watching. You put the hit like, stick on. I put the hit stick on and um, I broke his glasses. Damn. And it cut his face. Damn. And yeah, and I ended up having to call his family. Wow, they made me call his family and after. tell him that he passed. <laughs> and, uh, I killed your son. No, and apologize um, to his mom. Damn, not uh, let alone to him, but also to his mother. Yeah, uh, because they were going to be needing to replace his glasses. And when you're that age, you have no concept of how much things cost no. or the inconvenience or right. anything. Um, but that's what put the healthy fear back in me. Yeah. Uh, for a little while, um, was having to make that phone call by the eighth grade. There was not much you could do to, yeah, to frighten me. And through high school, um, I'll tell you what, the, 
<laughs> the people at our high school, they were so fucking clueless. Like, you could get away with oh, yeah. so I know much, saying. and then when you did end up in their office... You could talk your way out. Yeah, easy. I did that a couple of times. I don't know if I want to tell... I, I do want to tell it, but I know we're kind of running out of this break. I think so. you got time. All right, sounds good. Uh, but what, are, what, what would you say right before that? You were saying something that threw me off that I wanted to talk about. Oh, I think the the age that kids... They still have the fear of God in them around fifth grade. Sixth grade, it depends on if you go to middle school. Like, I know some schools do middle school with sixth grade. Ours didn't. So sixth grade, we still had the fear of God in us, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But I think that as soon as you go to middle school, all that goes out the window. You got the eighth graders that, like, have seen shit. They know. and that, like So, like, you want to keep up with them. So it's like, I think that just goes out the window. And I think that's the age. Um, but what I was going to say is, in high school, and I've told, I think I have told this story, so I don't, uh, that's why I was kind of hesitant. Have I told the story about like the urinal story? I think I have. So, uh, <laughs> there just like when you get to high school, there's things you can, yeah, then there's like teachers you can pull one over like a thousand times <laughs> yeah. because either that's their first year or it's their last year, whatever it is, like they're sick of your shit. And so you can just like kind of play naive. You know, yeah. be like, oh, miss, I didn't know. I, I'm sorry. Like, whatever, like whatever you want to say, they'll believe you because they don't want to take it to that next level. Right. They don't want to deal with it anymore. They don't want to deal with it as much as you want to, don't want yeah. to deal with it. So yeah. uh, word of advice for kids going through high school, just, you know. And also, I want to say, were you a bully? Um, I wouldn't say a bully. I'd say I thought things were funny that actually looking back weren't. Yeah. Um, That's I, what bullies like, are. I cut a random girl's hair in science class. Bully. Wow. Yeah. Um, but like no part of me understood at the time. Same thing that like how impactful or big of a deal that could have been. Like it was like, <laughs> that would be funny, dude. I'll just take a little, little bit. I will say. Um, oh, go ahead. But you have to understand also is. And we've talked about this on a on a previous episode is jackass. Um yeah. these influences. Yeah. Um doing these pranks, these punks, these, you know, Ashton Kutcher, Steve O, all these people. So it was funny to me. I didn't understand the consequences until they started coming to me. Where are we at on time? Because I wanted to say one other thing. We got we're good? No, we're not. Okay, we'll wrap it up. Let's just Let's tag this after the break. All right, we're, we'll tag it. We'll bookmark it, and then we got a game we're gonna play. Uh, we'll see how good that game goes, because you told me that you're not the biggest. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> when we left off, we were talking about being bullies. Um, I had a little bit of a bully streak in me. It was when I was. Uh, in second grade. Now, once you're at that age, I have noticed a lot of kids like to be tattletales and on little shit, on shit that doesn't even matter. Okay. Um, I had this kid that if I breathed wrong, he would tell. Right. Like the teacher's pet. Kind yeah, he's the teacher's pet. He, I mean, him and I now are you know we're really good friends, like all that kind of stuff. Been in weddings together, like same group of friends, kind of a thing. But at the time, I, like, he just had it out. So 
uh, at, during recess, every oh, I feel like it was an everyday occurrence. It could have happened like maybe once or twice, but uh, we had recess. You couldn't, you know, teachers couldn't see everything at all the time, and there would be a circle of kids, like uh, probably seven or eight kids that would circle up around this kid, and we would just take all our anger out on him. Oh and I God. feel so bad, but at the same time, like. Damn, that was in the second grade. Second grade, yeah. we had a little fight club going on, but <laughs> it was just him fighting for his life. And I feel bad. Uh, that was the one. Other after that, I felt like I was only a bully, or like I would say, more of a douchebag to my friends who deserved it because they were also douchebags. Right. Uh, I wouldn't do it to people that were like strangers, maybe strangers. Right. Yeah. Um, and but uh, yeah, I would be, and I did have a little bit of a streak of that when I was. In high school, uh, to the underclassmen, like when I'd play football, uh, like as a sophomore, uh, like I got to start and you know whatever, and I, I thought I was like really cool, and so like before practice would start, like I would like you know lay on the ground and have the freshmen like block the sun out and just like you know just do douchebag stuff like that. Yeah, but, so you did great in a fraternity. <laughs> in other words, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we would we and there's no hazing so i don't know what you're talking yeah, about yeah that's right that's but, right uh, I, yes. I totally blanked on that no hazing yeah the bullying started kind of young for you then yeah but i don't like what i'm trying to say is like uh, but you're not a bully no and i actually think i'm pretty empathetic very yeah. very you're probably he, one of the most he, empathetic i don't people I, I can't tell if there's sarcasm in there no i'm serious okay i'm yes, saying out of tell. yeah i still can't <laughs> i'm saying out of my entire friend group Oh, okay. Yeah. If you were to ask me, like, who's one of the most empathetic people you know? Yeah, you you are very understanding. And uh, but I don't know. I mean, whatever. I I just I had a little. I had to get it out of me. The the, the Dude, douchebagness. Yeah, I still have it. There's still some douchebag things that I do. You know, like whatever. But uh, I still feel like it's it's gotten out of my system and it got out of my system i think like when i moved when i moved i think things got put in perspective if you don't know this you're like i i moved from texas to oklahoma and uh when that happened like you can kind of get a fresh start if that makes sense right oh, when you yeah. go to college when you guys yeah. went to college you got to get a fresh start they talk about it in super bad okay you know that you get a fresh start you can go get laid in college we know that see i would say this i got a fresh start going into high school because it was a different school than where I had gone to school previously. Mm -hmm. um, and having having an older brother, um, like, that was my... Yeah. But, dude, I'm not good at fresh starts. <laughs> like, they don't last too long. Dude, when I moved to Oklahoma, uh, I'm not a morning person, okay? So, like, first, first couple classes, like, I'm really tired. Uh, and uh, for, like... Half a year, the first I was a junior. Half year, people thought I was the biggest stoner because my eyes would be like this. <laughs> yeah, and I was just—they're like, "Yeah, you, like, so do you smoke?" Like, I'm like, no. Why do you guys think that? And this is like prior to me even really drinking or anything. Like, hadn't really touched much. Right. Uh, they're like, "Oh, it's because like I don't like you're just like your eyes or whatever." I, I guess I had the Dave Franco eyes or James Franco, but whatever. Like. That was kind of what I had for a little bit. But then after that, I guess you, you get a little bit of a, a, like I said, a fresh start, but people have their own preconceptions. If you come from, like, if no, not, if everybody's having a fresh start, you can be whatever you want. If you're the ins, the kid coming from the first time, I went, I moved to a small town. So, like, when I was the new kid there, like, 
everyone's going to have their their thoughts on yeah. what the new kid is. And I was getting passed around to a different friend group. So that was fun. You kind of feel it out. Dude, I did that definitely. Um, Cause there's a lot of feeder schools that go into a lot of these high schools. Right. So, um, and in a sense, it would be like growing up, going to a small town school and then going to high school in the town over or something where yeah. you got all these different mixes of friend groups. Um, so I sat at multiple different lunch tables. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of, where do I, you know, they say you get in where you fit in that yeah. whole mindset. Well, uh, so through elementary and middle school, I mean, I was like, I wouldn't say I was popular, but I wasn't like a total weirdo. I was somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, without doing anything different, like having, a, I think part of it is the older crowd. If they know you, then naturally people perceive you to be a little bit different or elevated. Sure. Uh, or We both had older brothers that in, were in high school. Yeah, or in, in the same... Uh, on that same coin, the other side of it is they just instantly don't like you. Oh, because they don't like because your they're like you think like they think that you think you're too cool for them because gotcha. you're with a, a different older crowd. I got you. I never got that part of it. I would. My brother was always such a like he's the golden child. Like if you wanted to look, he could have tried out for American uh, Captain America. Like right. he, he looks like he just is. Whatever. No, I, I, it wasn't on my brother. I think yeah. it was the attitude they thought I had. Right. I guess what I'm saying is, is that my my brother's friends were also like that. Yeah. They were all good kids, and it. I think it was like the people. If they were going to be jealous, it wasn't because I was hanging out with them because I really wasn't. They yeah. were that much older, but it was mainly because like they're like, oh, that just put a better light on me. Honestly, it was like, oh, these kids are good. Maybe this kid's also good. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Um. All right, book stop it there. Let's talk about what we were. We're gonna we're workshopping this on the air. We don't know how long it's gonna be. It could be five minutes. It could be the whole rest of this segment. But uh, I wanted to play a game with you guys that I play uh, with, on road trips. Like if you're going to a road trip, uh, and this is post like watching Wayne's World on on movies and or you know in the in the van. But what I do when I'm with my friends is we play this thing we call the actor game. And what it is is um, one person picks an actor, okay, or an actress, and then they say a movie that they're from, okay? So I'm just going to give an example. So like Leonardo DiCaprio, okay? Then I would say Shutter Island. Then Tommy would say Wolf of Wall Street. Then B would say... Titanic. What Titanic. And you go back and forth, back and forth, until somebody runs out of one, then they're out. Then it's down to two. And whoever can last the longest wins. Yeah. Now, Tommy has told me that he is not very good at Yeah, I, I don't have a good memory. I really okay. don't. Um, it's a selective memory. It's Yeah, it's a selective hearing. No, memory. no, just... We've I, always given him shit. I really... Yeah. I re- <laughs> yeah, what is it? What? What is it? What? Your memory. What were you going to call it? I wasn't going to call it anything other than I have a terrible memory. Like So shitty. He was going to call yeah. it shitty. Okay. Yeah. You think it's selective. It's really not. It's really not. So I do, I do too. I feel like there's m- memories I have. Like, I just like, I, I'll, I'll talk to Lulu and she'll, I, it's just like we have different memories on stuff and it's, I know it's me. And I, the thing is, it's like, it sounds, I don't know how to explain it. I just know I have a bad memory. Here's the thing. The selective memory thing. Uh, 
I would say I could see that for both of us, maybe. Yeah. But the the thing is that there's so much stuff I want to remember and I can't mm -hmm. too. So that's where I struggle with like it's yeah. not that I am literally picking and choosing. Yeah. Uh, or not listening, you know. So to give Tommy a leg up on this game, we're going to let him pick the actor or actress, and then we'll play off that. So I don't know if you've picked somebody yet. Yeah, I already... Have you... Don't look at their no, IMDb. No, I didn't. No, it wasn't. It was the first name that came to my mind. All right. And who are we playing with? Adam Sandler. Okay, that's a great one. Uh, I see B over there getting a little nervous. <laughs> okay, kicking and screaming. Not in it. Yes, he is. That's Will Ferrell. Ah, oh, dang it. So she's but that's out. okay. But that's okay because Tommy goes first. Oh, okay. I thought it went straight. No, nah, I think no. we should let, let that. All right, I'll go first. Okay. Billy Madison. Okay. Um, the the bedtime stories one. Yeah, it is called the bedtime stories. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Big Daddy. Happy Gilmore. I was gonna let you have both of them. <laughs> um, the one where. They went to the lake house cabin, and he's like really rich. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know. Jeez, dang! It's gonna be me and Tommy versus each other. <laughs> what? I have no idea. <laughs> he's really rich. It's all their friends. They used to be on a basketball team, and then their coach died. Oh, I know what movie it is, and I'm gonna I'll I'll let her have it, and then she can <laughs> use the sequel for her second one, so she can keep her in Grown Ups. Grown Ups, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grown Ups. All right, I'll go. Um. Uncut, uncut jams. Yeah. Uncut jams. Okay. Forty first dates. Fifty. Fifty. Yeah. Fifty first dates. I fucked it up. You can say the sequel of the movie. This grown ups too. There you go. <laughs> um, click. First of all, click. Did you did you guys cry during click? Yeah. I didn't. You. Yeah. <laughs> you cried, dude. That movie. Oh, it's still good. Uh. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Well, anyways, we don't have to talk about it right now, but uh, there's a lot of Adam Sandler movies that are coming to my mind. Okay, go. I'm giving myself some time. Okay, Longest Yard. Nice. Grown Ups 3. I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> All right, she's I out. I can't think she's of out. She's out. She's out. She's <laughs> out. Um, I'm going to go with Eight Crazy Nights. Oh, good one. Yeah. Good one. Dude, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that one. That is funny. Uh, Waterboy. Good one. Um, I had one just now and it just went out of my head. Um, have you ever seen Dirty Work? Mm, I think no Norm Macdonald and oh, uh, okay, he plays Satan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he play? I think he plays Satan. Dude, yeah, not my favorite. Did you I like love it? that movie? He That's did. one of my favorite movies. Yeah. So if it's I'm unless I'm thinking of the wrong movie, I remember watching it and it was like, is it the one where it's kind of a little out there? I get. I mean, all comic. Yeah, all his, I know. But yeah. what it is is, uh, it's Norm Macdonald, and I always forget who the other person is. And I, it's I. I get, I'm it's just. Arnie, I'm just uh, looking that movie up. Sure, it's Arnie. It's the guy that I think he's the guy that is on. I always get these two people confused. So, but it, Howard Stern's like co-host, or used to be his co-host. He's the guy that passed away. Um, I think that's who Norm Macdonald plays it with. But what they do is they're really good at getting revenge on people when they grew up. They got oh no, I was thinking of a different movie. Okay, they're really good at make getting revenge on people. So what they do is they create a business where they get revenge on people. Uh, so that was in ninety eight. Yeah, it's such a good movie. It's such good. and yeah. I love Norm Macdonald. Like 
uh, I know that it's easy to say that you like somebody after they pass away, but I would wa- I, I've said this on earlier podcasts. I would I used to love just watching like Norm Macdonald interviews. Do you ever do that with someone where you just like think they're so funny or think they're really yeah. cool that you just like? And I would just always go back to Norm Macdonald s- stuff. And uh, dude, I mean, I used to watch the OSU press conferences um, just to see if what Gundy was going to fire off. Yeah. Like I get pistol. Yeah, maybe. like. He'd always have some comment. Same with, like, you know, Mike Leach, like some of these coaches. So I get what you're saying about yeah. wanting to go look up interviews or listen to yeah. that. Is, and then when he passed away, like, everyone, like, all, everybody was sharing them. So it was cool to be, like, to see that again. Okay. So I said dirty work. Uh, we're on Adam Sandler. Yeah. Um, dude, I just had one and I can't remember the name of it. What was that movie we watched? That's the one I'm trying to think of. <laughs> Yeah. This is a basketball. Hold player. on, I gotta remember this. Oh, the new one. I know it. I called. don't know what it's called. I, oh, I saw. Man. I just remembered it. Uh, what a, is it? Hustle. Ha- is it called Hustle? Yeah. Wow. Oh. All right, I'll let you have that one. Oh, I thought you were asking me what it. Well, yeah, but you can't. No, it's okay. She can. Uh, okay. I've got another one. I've got I, some I, more. Yeah. I couldn't remember um, the name of it. But. There's a movie, and there's a bunch of those Netflix movies that he came out with that I'm not going to know. So if you can think of those, those are all yours. Uh, Funny People, did you ever see that? He's a comedian with Seth Rogen. Yeah. I like that movie. It's too long, but I really like it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Wedding Singer. Damn, that's a good one. Um, And you said Waterboy. Damn. Yeah. Um. Uh, Airheads. Did you ever see that? <laughs> I can't remember. Brendan Fraser, him, and Steve Buscemi, they have a band. They're called the Lone Rangers. <laughs> okay. And first of all, Lone Rangers, they make fun of them like that there's more than one. Uh, <laughs> they hold up a radio station, and they want them to play their song. Dude, I don't think I've seen Dude, it. Dude, you guys need to watch that. I need that. to watch it. It's such a good movie. He plays yeah. the drummer. Uh, oh, Adam perfect. Sandler does. Perfect. Um, Damn. I'm dude. I'm I'm running out. Let's see. I'm on the clock now. You're good. So we did Waterboy, Billy Madison, all the all big the classic. Ones. Yeah. Um. God, I'm trying to think of movies that he's even like cameoed. Cameoed. Yeah. yeah that's where I'm at right now. Um, I know there's a lot of those Netflix ones. I know. I hear you guys screaming at me. <laughs> I have one, but I don't know if he's in it. So I'm gonna have you look it up. Uh. What you can, it's still you're still on the clock. So, um, uh, oh, um, fuck, damn it! He was just a cameo in a movie I just watched, and I can't remember. It's it's like a newer movie too. We literally watched it together. I can't remember the name of it. I think I'm out. Right. I can't even remember the name of that the one. Last one I think he is in is he in the Hateful Eight. Or the 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 one not is Hateful Eight the one with uh, Quentin Tarantino? If it is, then he's not in that one. I'm talking about the one that's like basically came out at the same time, and it has a number. Uh, the Hateful Eight is the or Quentin Tarantino movie. Um, so that's not what I'm thinking of, but I know it's a cowboy movie. It's a western. Does it have like Taylor Lautner? Yeah, it does. Yeah, I think he's in that. But uh, I can't remember. I never watched it. I actually heard it was really good. So. But that's uh. I'll tell you what. I'm just r- real quickly. Um, do the ones we miss because yeah, I, that's uh, good. Murder mystery. Never I think saw he's it. He's not in that. Yeah, he probably he is. Pre- 
Oh, oh. I'm sorry. I was looking oh, down. Wasn't paying attention. Um, he did voiceovers and um, like Hotel Transylvania. Duh! I should have uh, known that. The, the, I should have known that one. The week of, um, Sandy Wexler. Yeah. The do over. Mm. Uh, oh my my boy. Yeah, my Boom. boy. The gobbler blended. Uh, that's my boy. Yeah, that's my yeah. boy. Yeah. Uh, Jack and Jill, zookeeper. The just the, just go with it. The ah uh, oh, fuck, you don't mess with the Zohan. Yeah. Um, rain over me. Mm-hmm. Chuck and Larry. I yeah. forgot that one. Yeah, that would have been the one. Oh fuck, Deuce Bigelow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spanglish. That movie sucked. Anger management. The the hot chick. Mister Deeds. I said that. You did. Yeah. I was Punch like, drunk love. That was the one I was thinking of. I was, oh, was stupid fuck, dude, crazy. Dude, I missed love. so many. The animal, little Nikki. Mm-hmm. A little Nikki. Bulletproof. See, so that's wow. how it goes. Dude, we 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 left a lot on the table. So let's play one more. Uh let's do let's let B pick one. Yeah. Since she was out first. I feel like Adam Sandler, I that's what I knew he know. was in a lot of movies. Um I'm going to pick my favorite actress. Oh, God. I'm bad with actresses. <laughs> Do you know who it is, Tommy? Uh, no idea. No? Okay. It's Emma Stone. Okay. I think Love I can her. do this. All right. So you go first. Uh, the Help. Uh, easy A. Dude, I don't even know what this girl looks like. <laughs> she's blonde, right? She's no, redhead. she's redhead. Fuck. She's in a British movie. Uh, she What's is. What's that tennis movie? That love movie. Tennis love. Can I show him a picture of her? Uh, yeah. But uh, well, well hold you know on. what? I I just I'm gonna. No, I want you to try. She's. I I know. There's a movie that we. we there's two movies we talked about last episode that. Uh, she, I feel like if I could see her face, it would. I'm totally. Yeah, know. you would. You you'll know her. She's. Uh, I love her. She's, she's so okay. funny. Oh, there's bright lights in her eyes. She's got red hair. Okay. Yeah, it's tough to see. I th- okay. I got gotcha. you. You're still on the clock. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, I'm throwing a, I'm throwing a wild card, okay. Hail Mary. Okay. Um she in Pineapple Express. <laughs> no, but you're on the right track. Dude, she's in a funny movie. She is. Go for it. She's um, in Cruella. Yep. That's one of the ones we talked about last episode. Super bad. Super bad. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I knew it was one of those. Okay, your turn. He's out. Uh, yeah. He, uh, she's in Spider-Man. Yeah, she is. She's also in Spider-Man too. The ama- it's called The Amazing Spider-Man. So that counts for mm-hmm. yours. Okay, then La La Land. Yeah, that was my next one. She's also in Stupid Crazy Love. She's in um, this movie. I think it's called like The Perfection. Um, I'm drawing a blank. Wait, I can't think of anymore. Let me think. I know that there's, she was like on a mission for a while. She was the it girl. and She was in all these She's movies. She's so funny. I like her. Um, damn. I can't think of anywhere. Okay. Um, isn't she in another movie with Ryan Gosling? Oh, yeah. La La Land. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm out too. All right, let's look it up. Can you? Uh, yeah, I got it. Um, yeah. And I'll bet you. So I'm just going to start naming them because. Uh, so the Crudes, a new age, Zombie Land, Double Tap. Duh. Uh, the Favorite, which is spelled with a British thing. Uh, Battle of the Sexes. Never seen it. Pop Star, Aloha, Irrational Man, Birdman, yes. Magic in the Moonlight. Uh, you guys said Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Um, movie 43. I saw, yeah. Gangster Squad. Uh, I think y'all said Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah. Friends with Benefits. Right. Uh, Marmaduke. Oh, I, um, I forgot about Birdman. Paperman. Ghost of Girlfriends Past. Mm. House Bunny. The Rocker. And Super Bad. So. She's in the interview, too. Is she? Yeah. yeah. So, did you guys ever see Birdman? That was one of my favorite movies. Actually, probably still one of my favorite movies. Birdman. Um, you ever see it? So it's got Michael Keaton. Yeah. Um, Dude, he kills it in that movie. And so does. Um, Damn, what is his name? He's the guy from Edward Mark, Norton. Edward Norton. Yeah, he uh, he kills it too. Uh, they so it's basically oh there goes my watch again. So he basically like it. It's one of those movies where they try to say that it's like in one shot. Like uh, I think yeah, uh, nineteen eighteen was like that or nineteen seventeen. I can't remember the name of the movie. So that came out in twenty fourteen. Yeah, I think it got picture of the year or it yeah. got like it won something. But it, it really is really good. That you guys need to watch it. Uh, it, I don't. Uh, you might not like it, but it, I watched it when I was um, I was in detox and watched that movie. Yeah, because uh, the people in my little detox group wanted to watch it, and you didn't like it. No, I just remember I got sick as shit, so I never, uh, I never watched the whole thing. It's and, good, and they uh, Edward Norton's really funny in it. He uh, Edward Norton's kind of one of, has been one of my favorite actors for a while, but then he like he took a hiatus or something. I don't know what happened. But uh, that movie, and then the new one that he's in, Glass Onion. Have you guys seen that on Netflix? I've been hearing a lot about it. Uh, yeah, I watched it. Did you like it? Yeah, it's good. It's really good. And he's really good in it, too. He plays like kind of like the Mark Zuckerberg, uh, Elon Musk uh, type character. Like, Wait, is he like the main guy? He, I would still say Daniel Craig would be the, he's the, he's the guy that owns the house that they go to. Oh, yeah, okay. When did He's, you watch this? I thought we were going to watch it. <laughs> well, you, did you not watch it with us? No. Watch it with your mom. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Sorry. <laughs> Dude, also, <laughs> it's funny. I'm still looking Sorry. forward to it. That's funny. Like, <laughs> we, okay. You need to watch it, though. I'll watch good. it on my own time. Yeah, watch it on, yeah. You know yeah. what? We're at a point in our relationship where she would just tell me, you can watch that on your own time. Yeah. Like, the whole, like, hey, babe, let's watch this. Like, that's gone. Like, we, but mm-hmm. last night was the first time in a while I feel like we both got into a movie. Like, yeah, we watched Stand Up Guys. It was really good. Oh, yeah. You were telling me. Yeah. It was, um, dude, it's got Al Pacino, Christopher Walken. I mean, it's got some, uh, some Robert big names. De Niro? No. No, no Robert De Niro. Um, and it was, you know what? I don't even want to spoil it. I'll put it this way. If you like Mafia Mobster, you like that whole theme, and you like a good comeback reunion story, mm-hmm. um, definitely go watch it. Coming back for one last ride? Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, really. They go out um, and... I'll watch it. What's it on? 
Uh, we think it was on Prime. It was on Prime. Might have been on Prime. Uh, it was free. We, we got the subscription. Yeah, it was uh, it was free, and it really um, it made me think because um, I I know people that literally grew up in that whole world um, and now are out of it. But one of them, I just bought his book and I haven't read a book in ages and I'm actually about to read this book and watching that movie last night was like, yeah, I definitely want to read it. That's cool. Um, But the, uh, the overall theme of it, um, 10 out of 10, I thought it was great. Yeah. Is it long or because uh, no, it's probably okay. an hour forty. Was Chris, uh, Christopher Walken? Is he like a main character or does he have a cameo? No, no, because no. He, he's because Homeboy is the king of cameos. We've no, we've named a couple of the movies. Is that the old guy? Yeah, I mean, they're kind of, they're the all people, old. Yeah, now. it seems like they're all old. But yeah, he's the one. So, so he's he's, so the, he's basically God and Click. He's like got a little cameo there. So oh Christopher gosh. Walken is like, I would say. He's definitely the main character. Okay. Um, That's good. He's Doc. Um, yeah. And then Al Pacino, um, he he plays Val. Okay. Uh, he comes out of uh, doing 28 years uh, in the pen. And then you've got um, Alec Arkin. Um, Is that Hirsch? Yeah. Who, uh, he's, he's one of the three main characters. All right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it came out and... 2012. I just had never seen it. Me either. But it was like funny. It yeah. was like serious and like intense, but then like had me like actually laughing yeah. out loud. I'm just glad Christopher Walken had like he he's in a lot of movies, but a lot of times he has cameos. Like yeah. let me pick let me just name some movies and you'll realize he's only in it for like a little bit. So, I just named Click. I he's can- in uh Pulp Fiction. He's he's got the whole watch scene. Wedding Crashers. He's Wedding Crashers. He's in it for just a little bit. Joe Dirt. Like, yeah. there's a lot of movies where he just pop, makes an appearance and then he's just gone. It's just like he he adds that flavor to it, but still at the same time, like I'm glad it, I want to watch it because uh, he's not in he's not a lead in a lot of these movies. He's in Hairspray. Yeah, not a lead though. <laughs> nope. You got John Travolta and Drag. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. I haven't seen it in a long time. But anyway. Dude, I had to play John Travolta one time. Grease or Hairspray? Uh, Grease. Or Pulp Fiction? Grease. Okay. Yeah. had the white undershirt, T-shirt with the sleeves rolled, the How jeans. How old were you? I was in the sixth grade, I think. Okay, so he still had the fear of God in Dude, him. I need to find that picture. I still had hair. Yeah. I wish I could see you. Tommy, had, Tommy. Tommy had the swoop. When we grew up. Yeah, I did the little Alabama swoop before it was the Alabama swoop. And then, uh, but you know you know how that happened? Was that uh, <laughs> my mom just combed my brother and I's hairs the same way, but our parts go different ways. Mm. So it, it would always end up doing this like swoop thing. It wasn't like a straight comb over. It started out as a straight comb over. Yeah. But as I got older and stopped like fixing my hair. I would just brush it to the to the side, um, and then that show. What was it? Two uh, was it two a days? Two days yeah, we dude. Every that. one of those kids. Uh, Justin Bieber had the the mm-hmm. swoop for a while. Um, I I don't know that I'd rock it these days, even if I had hair. I'm thinking about growing mine out to start doing it. Again. Are you? Yeah. You got enough up there, buddy? 
Uh, when it grows out, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. When we come back, let's get in some some questions. Uh, we got some relationship questions. Oh yeah. We might even just take some questions. Let's uh, do it. All right, sounds good. Relationship advice. Oh boy. Um, Dude, we're 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 getting a jingle put yeah, together. For, we're gonna uh, we're gonna we're gonna figure out. Uh, so we we're doing some segments and stuff like that, and you know we like just telling stories too. But um, once we kind of figure out some of the segments that we like and what people like enjoy listening to, we're gonna start making jingles for them. That way, it's a little bit more you know structured for you guys. Um, okay, so before we left off, we we're talking about uh, relationship advice questions that we um, have. Not from us personally, but from other people. And we're going to see, we're going to take a crack at it. See if we either know the answers or, you know, we'll workshop them around to see if we can find these people some answers. So I've got one for you. And uh, this is from a, a woman uh, and she's speaking, she's 25 and she's talking about her uh, a boyfriend who is 25. So they're both 25, male, female. I gave my partner an ultimatum and now he isn't speaking to me. Right off the bat, I want to say ultimatums are never good, but okay. I gave my partner an ultimatum and now he isn't speaking to me. Hello. For context, we are both 25 and have been together for two years. When we first started dating, he was heavily addicted to marijuana, like would smoke nonstop. We had no real relationship because that was all he did, but he told me he wanted to quit. It took us, it took us a while, but I helped him quit and honestly think has been amazing ever since. He knew my stand on stance on weed. There's a lot of typos in this. And if he ever started up again, I would leave. Well, now his friends have convinced him to start smoking again, bongs, joints, edibles. It's not even if they are going out. It's just random times when they are home. I was so disappointed because he had finally stopped, stepped up, but now he has started again. I told him if he starts doing it regularly, then it would leaves so he could choose me or weed oh god this is hard to read i should have read it first before i read it was this fair because now we haven't spoken in days as he states i'm controlling him but i just said if he started doing it all day every day like he used to he would need to choose could i have handed the situation better looking for any advice please um i'll set the stage for this one um so, when me and Lulu first started dating, uh, actually even the night that I used to dip tobacco, okay, and um, when we would hang out, I wouldn't dip in front of her. But I, she, after a while, uh, I feel like she, I've. It was like one of those things. Like I felt like I was hiding from her, even though the first night we hung out, I was dipping tobacco, but we never talked about it after that right so it could have been one of those things that she never even saw so i had to bring it up to her you know like two months in right so it made me feel like when it got to the point where i was like okay i'm only doing this when she's not around and um you're laughing at me no you're kidding. <laughs> uh i'm only doing this when she's not around and like i don't even know if she really understands that like this is an addiction i have does that make sense yeah so i brought it up to her the way she handled it, like, well, it could have gone one of two ways, right? She could have been really upset. She could have been, and I felt guilty too because, like, it was two months in, right? 
uh, or a couple months in, I don't know how long, she could have said, I wish you, you know, she was like, I wish we would have had this conversation earlier, right? She did say that. And she was like, uh, but I, you know, I would like for you to quit. Um, and she didn't give me an ultimatum, uh, but she was like, I think, you know, she should quit. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try to quit. Fast forward a couple months, I was still doing it. Um, and I was trying to figure out a way to quit. Like you, you and I have dipped oh, in yeah. the past. Yeah. It is tough to quit. We've tried to quit and then we go back to doing it. Well, uh, what ended up happening is, is she kind of was like, Hey, if you give up tobacco, I'll give up coffee. And I've told you that. And I was like, that doesn't Didn't make equate, sense. Right. Yeah. Like I understand giving up coffee is like, if you're addicted to it, sure. But like, that's a bigger ask for her than it is for me. If that makes sense. Like it's more like, she's just doing something to help me out. And so I saw that and it made me fall more in love with her. Right. If she would have given me an ultimatum, I would have probably like stopped because I knew I was what I was doing was wrong, right? I was already wanting to quit. But I think it would have hurt our relationship, you know, later on, if that makes sense. Like I don't like that that, that would have been a line that she would have crossed that been like, "Hey, it's either me or this." And she could have done that again, like, "Hey, it's either me or this." And so, um that being said, like I don't I'm not a big fan of ultimatums in relationships. I think that they uh, cross a line when it can be handled in different situations. Yeah. That being said, the way he handled it by not talking to her is immature, and he has quit in the past. I don't think you can be addicted to weed. Do you? No. Um, now, mentally, yes. Yeah. Mentally, yes. Um I, I I will go out and say this. I know a guy that lost everything over weed alone. Okay. Like, um, literally, like, went broke, sold his car, like, all for weed. Like, you have those outliers, I feel like. Yeah. But, um, it... It doesn't have that, It's like, not near no. what anything else, to, to me, would would be as far as addiction goes, but... The mental addiction yeah. to thinking you have to have that, 100%. Yeah. And so I would say for her, like, yeah, you shouldn't have. I feel like maybe you were just fed up. And so that was like an ultimatum that you shouldn't have brought up. But at the same time, you could have said like, hey, how can I help you not like go down this route? We've been doing so good yeah. since you've been off like smoking every day. Like even if I'm sure she... If you were smoking every day and she wanted you to quit, yeah. But then if she was like, hey, you can you know, smoke for certain reasons, and it seems like that was kind of what it was like for a while. Yeah. She was okay with that. Like, maybe pull it back. So the million-dollar question there that I would ask is, why do you need it? Yeah. Like, what's driving you for that? Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, I I know people that, health issues, um, et cetera. Sure. Like it helps them, um, with either pain or uh, different disorders. Like, um, so there is, you know, same with CBD, like there's a use for it. Um, but then if it's like, it sounds like they had talked about this prior when they went into this whole deal that they were both not 
going to smoke weed yeah. is what the context was. And then he um, started smoking weed or just never really stopped. stopped. Yeah. Um, here's one point I do want to bring up is not that cigarettes or anything like weed, but the act of smoking. Um, if it's like the smell right. that she doesn't want around, like there's so many factors there. Whereas like dipping, yeah, um, vaping, like you don't have as much that's correlated. It's more selfish. Yeah. My million dollar question is why would you be with someone who, like if you know that they like to smoke weed and they like to do that with their friends and they enjoy it, like, why would you want to be with someone if you're going to ask them to change, yeah. like, a personality? Like, something like that. I feel like that's I have, not a good match. I have friends that don't smoke, and their significant other does. And uh, it works. Like, it... And I, uh, I haven't really, like, delved in and been like, hey, you know, are you okay with... It? Like, why are you okay with this if you don't do it? Or whatever. You know I mean? Like, that's not my really my question to ask. But... um. It like I said, it works. Like they're, I'm thinking of a couple different couples, and it, uh, you know, they've lasted a very long time. And um, and to just to add to that is like, what do you like when you do smoke? Like, yeah. If it changes you and you're negatively affecting, yeah, you know, your partner or whatever. Yeah. Like, all right, that opens a lot of a lot of doors to reasons why. Right. But um, you know, I know people that smoke i would label an excessive amount um but they have smoked since they were in middle school and it's just like a daily thing um but like they don't act like they have to have it they just do it's like part of their day or whatever but then there's people like dude i worked for a guy temporarily not that long ago and like he would leave jobs just to stop by yeah. he would go out of his way to go back home smoke and then go back to work yeah. or like we went out one night and like he had to run to the truck to smoke after dinner before we were doing something else came back in reeking like the whole place mm-hmm. uh and when it's stuff like that i will admit that's when it's a problem i will admit that i felt awkward about it because like the second he walked in through the door, you hear everyone else commenting about yeah how obvious it is, and, it, and so and especially if it at a work when it's like that, um, or you're just out, um, you know, date night or whatever, and it's that bad, it's like all right, dude. Um, but otherwise, I don't give a fuck. The thing I want you were all saying million dollar question. First of all, where does that expression come from? The million dollar question. Who? Oh, oh, I, like uh, who wants to be a millionaire? Is it like that? Yeah. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Maybe, or it's because like it's a tough one to get to. So if you yep. can answer this, like you know, gotcha. Okay. I don't fucking know. So my thing is, is that um, what you said kind of resonated with me. Why do you need to do this? Uh, that's what I had to ask myself with tobacco. Like, um, why did I need to do it? And my answer for myself was like. I agitated, I get agitated a lot without, people who have nicotine withdrawals will know what I'm talking about, what happens when you don't have nicotine, like, you get agitated, you get stressed easier, you get, you know, just a lot of things, and it wasn't, this wasn't something that was happening in this relationship, but it has happened in past relationships 
where I would do it without them there, what happened is, is I would like kind of be like wrapping shit up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I gotta go. Like, okay, <laughs> Hey, uh, I've got to do, you know, similar to what your, your ex boss was saying, like he would go do other stuff. Like I felt like I was like wrapping up things and like having like an internal clock in my mind, like, okay, I gotta like, you know, and it was, I was kind of setting my life around that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because I didn't want to do it. And, and it wasn't like I was having two lives. Like they, everybody, I was always honest with these people, but my point is being that it is bad to set an ultimatum like this girl did. Yeah. But it is also bad to be in a relationship and like, doing that so anyway that was that was the first one I, it's all in the approach yeah i uh, I, I think that you should have could have handled it a little bit better but i also think that your uh boyfriend needs to he handled it terribly or like, find somebody that doesn't or yeah him find somebody that doesn't have a problem with it like yeah i mean i think b's on to something there like from the start that was kind of a yeah all right what you gotta uh yeah it's um it's an interesting one. Um, I know where I stand, but I want to hear from you guys on it first. Um, and this really has to do with, um, let's see, let me pull this up. Sorry, I had it, lost it. Um, you want me to do mine? Yeah, once you're on another one. Sorry, I lost everything I just had. Okay, so here's um, one. This one is from a guy. He's ta- he's 27. He's talking about his 26-year-old girlfriend. He says, I'm tired of living with my partner. I'm living with my girlfriend for five months now, and we're dated for two and a half years. So I've been having my own place for a while, and she has she was spending three to four days a week here for the most part of our relationship. When she got a job in my city, she immediately assumed that she's moving in. So I had no word to say. She's messy in a bit. She's messy a bit and I'm extra clean, but we're working on that and it's getting better, but I still don't feel like living together. I'm going to stop here for a second. Lulu used to be a like clean freak. And I would say in a sense, I'm a little bit of a clean freak. Neither of us are messy, but we have kind of like compromised on certain things like uh, we have we like we live together like I've mentioned before. The counter like they go get fast food and all that kind of stuff, and it just stays there for a while. And like I, I'm cleaning up after that. She sweeps all the time, so like we have kind of found our mess that works for us. If that makes any sense. Anyway, so that's what I would say. First of all, you got to find the happy compromise. This guy's saying that he's extra clean. She's messy. You're you're gonna have to lower your standards a little bit if you want this to work. She is going to have to raise her standards if she's going to want this to work. So that's really what it comes down to. Okay. Since she moved in, I have more work to do at home than I had before. She's working from office and I work from home. I also own this place, so our dynamic is like 85% to 15 when it comes to house chores. And I have nothing against that because I like cleaning, but with her around all the time, it is a lot more. I understand that. I'm going to stop here again. Um... If I was the only one working like away and I came back and it was still messy and somebody was working from home that I was with and like they could have cleaned or like, you know, picked up just a little bit, that would frustrate the hell out of me. It's not like I understand that you're also working from home 
But the benefits of working from home, like being able to, you know, not have to drive, not have to come back, being able to like work on your own time. I've, I've had a, you know, a job like that. I was extra clean when I was doing that. Okay. Um, when I asked her to pick her stuff up and put it somewhere, she was like, I have nothing against things laying here. It's your issue that you don't like it. And you're a clean freak. I like things the way this way and I don't care about mess. So it's your problem that it bothers you. Another thing that another thing is when she's back from work, she expects me to spend time with her and I usually do. But when I want to go play games, she, she hates my keyboard sound. Also bad is next to my desk. So when she's trying to sleep, I cannot play. It's one of my hobbies that I really enjoy, but when she's here, I feel guilty about it. I was happy having my own space, doing things myself, having everything organized my way. Maybe I'm wrong for being this way, but I still love her. I wish that somehow she would have her own place and we could meet once there and once here, even for three to four days a week. Right now, I'm not feeling completely comfortable at my own apartment. How would you deal with something like it? Dude, I don't know where the fuck to start with that. Like, Can I just like, Ask the million dollar question again. Yeah, let me. Why are you with them? <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, we'll dude, get to that. Here's the thing. I just want to say this. There's a lot of typos in both of those stories. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We, I, we know you can read, Kellen. Okay, That's I'm okay. trying real hard. Like, That's okay. I'm not the greatest reader. I do. We talked about reading books. I do like to read books, but yeah, we know uh, you can read. It's fucking hard when I'm trying to translate. Like yeah. I'm like Rosetta Stone. Over That's here. okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, dude, I can't help but say this. Like, um, dude, I could not do that at all. Is one of y'all a clean freak? She's cleaner than I am. Yeah, she's, she's. I'm more of like organized. Like I like everything to be organized, but. It'll, it'll, it'll bug her enough that she'll say something, but like, I'll equally do that. Like if it's like, it's usually clothes, but it's usually on weeks where we're like. Balls to the wall, busy. No time yeah. to, uh, or we're so tired. It's like you know what, we'll do it this weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, yes, sort of. I am a clean freak, but like selectively. You, you work from home, right? Most no, 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 okay. no. I do a lot more these days. Okay. right now, um, she she goes to the office. I work a lot more from home. Yeah. Um, that's about to change soon. We're both going to be out of the house, um, working. But the thing about the keyboard and all of that, like, dude, dude that's the part I wanted to talk that's about. That's what, <laughs> that's, bad. that's, that's, that's what really did it for me when I was listening to that. Yeah. It was, it was uh, not your reading. It was painful to listen to. Yeah. He had me in the first situation. He had me in the first half. Yeah. Um, but dude, here's, here's where I'm at. If, if it was like, let's, okay. We talked about Xbox, uh, a little uh-huh. bit. Um, if it was Xbox, if it was uh, something of that nature, keyboard, play games, whatever, and it's right next to her bed, you can't do it when you want to play. Or, uh-huh. um, I would say if there's not another space in your yeah. living arrangement to move it, yeah. um, you got some decisions to make. Mm-hmm. What do you value more? And it sounds like you got to get the you got to when you come home, you got to de-stress. However, that is like yeah, being at being in traffic, especially in the DFW area, like driving to work, driving home from work is a trek. It takes a long time. And I've heard that like 
driving in the morning, it's good for you to like prepare for the day and like you can have your own little routine or whatever. Mm-hmm. But driving home from work, that's a different story. You're counting down the seconds till you get home, right? Yeah. And um once you get home, you know, you you get take the jacket off, you put the backpack up or whatever you you know you got, and then you take the shoes off and at least in our home, you better take the shoes off. And then once you like are ready, like you either eat or you got to de-stress, right? Like you just had a whole full day of work and I understand uh, wanting to hang out with the other person. But one of the reasons why me and Lulu moved in with each other, it was a little bit of the convenience factor, but it was also because like we weren't able to see each other three to four times a week. Uh we were only able to see each other really on the weekend because she had her own routine. I had my own routine and it was really, it was, we had some growing pains along with it. Like we had different routines when we moved in, but it helped because at the end of the night, at the end of the day, when we were going to sleep, like we were able to, at least if we weren't able to have that, like during the day, like during your the schedules, day, yeah, we were able to have like that, you know, pillow talk, like conversation at the end of the night, like, Oh, Here's what, you know, here's how my day was. Here's how this was, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And uh, that was enough, like, right? Because that was extra time that we weren't having throughout the week. That's exactly what happened with B and I. It was no different. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, so these people were, were meeting three to four times a week, which was, you know, actually I would say probably on average about what we were meeting. And, but um, he's looking at it differently. As in, you're not looking at it as, okay, you still you still need that keyboard, X, you know, playing video games, time to yourself during the week, and she should allow you to still have that. Mm-hmm. Me and Lulu do the same thing. Like, we play games sometimes. Like, if she needs to continue working, like, when I get off work, I'm done. Like, I get to come home, that's it. For her, she's got other things she's got to take care of throughout the week, so when she's at home, she could still be working. Yeah. If that's happening, that's when I de-stress. You got to yeah, find... Yeah, my girl was still working during the Super Bowl. She's hard. Yeah, she yeah. was working. Like the thing I, felt is, bad. I felt bad for her for that. She felt bad, by the way. She was like, no, I no, wish... No, no, no. Yeah. The thing that'll fuck up a relationship is that I feel like um, if you can't set that like in motion with your significant other... Yeah. Like... Because when I am gone the, the day working, basically, if I'm not working from home, then I'm driving fucking all over. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a big metroplex to drive to Dallas, Bedford, back to Dallas, come home, whatever. Um, B would just know, like, all right, like, I need a second to, you know, have my own little, like, decompress or whatever. And she, she'll do the same thing. Um, but you have responsibilities too. Uh, like for example, we have a dog. Um, so it's not all like, you don't always get to do that right when you get home. But then later that night, like there's times where I kind of want to watch a show or something. And she's like, I just want to scroll on my phone. Right. I'm like, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, or I'll go upstairs and do my nails for two hours. Yeah, like yeah. About four hours, three hours, however yeah. long it takes that night. But the thing is, is like, I know that that's her thing she wants mm-hmm. to do and she's going to be in a better mood. Uh, not that she's in a bad mood, but she's going to be able to take care of what she needs to. And I'm like, in that time, like you got to find like, all right, this is my time to go watch, yeah. you know, stuff I know she doesn't want to watch or whatever. Right. Um, Last Onion. 
Yeah, exactly. Apparently, wow, guys, me. we have really healthy relationships. I'm yeah, proud of us. dude. I mean, uh, we've come a long ways. Um, yeah. I, I, I do want to get to this one. Okay. Real quick. All right, yeah. Um, so this guy's 25. His girlfriend's 24. Um, he said my girlfriend did not appreciate my reaction to seeing her naked. Ooh. Now, now hear the story. This is currently this trend on the TikTok app of girls surprising their man by walking into the room naked mm-hmm. and filming their reaction. Yeah. I've seen these videos before. Normally, the reaction is the man gets a smile on his face, and they obviously get it on. It's cheesy, romantic, funny, whatever. My girlfriend is working from home. Um, I work in the hospital. I got home from a 12-hour shift of potentially being exposed to COVID-19 and just wanted some beers and to go to bed. I guess my girlfriend thought she would get the same reaction when I walked in the door and saw her naked. I barely had enough energy left to give any reaction, let alone a good one. I basically just told her I appreciated the gesture, but I was exhausted. She got moody at me and basically comparing all these other TikToks where the man gets excited to see their girl naked. I told her all these TikToks have men working from home, not walking in the door after a 12-hour shift in a hospital during a pandemic. She then took this as an insult at the fact that she's currently working from home when this wasn't my intention at all. Since this happened a couple of days ago, she's acting like I don't find her sexy at all, giving my giving me sarcastic answers. What do I even say to her? So I've heard. I think I've read that one. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it'll ruffle some feathers, dude. I totally get where this guy's coming yeah. from, one hundred percent. And um, <laughs> the thing about that is, I would say ninety. 90% of those TikToks are staged yep. to begin with. So uh, or it wasn't or, the first take. Yeah, know? or it wasn't the first take. Uh, so staged in yeah. that, right? Uh, yeah. But a- also, also, here's the biggest thing to me. You got to know, read the room, so they say. Like, if I'm trying to do something funny uh, with B... I know that when she's fucking exhausted, it's probably not. Read the room. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you could have you could have caught him on a Sunday morning yeah. and had that moment. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. Uh, those are staged, I think. Some of them probably are organic. There's one that got really famous that as soon as uh, I was like, I think I've heard this one before, like the question that you're reading. But it's be, uh, I have heard it, but I was st- thinking that it was from this guy. This guy... Uh, they do the same trend where the girl like you know shows his reaction, and he has the weirdest reaction. It's like um, it's it, you can tell he's like playing for the other team, and so he's like, "Oh, you silly goose!" or said something just fucking not. With, I don't know. And people are like, you know, commenting back like, oh, "I don't know if this or whatever." So uh, anyway. Think of you're you're not you're not worse than some other people that have done this trend. Okay, so don't even worry about the trend. Don't even think about that. You are right. You came up. She she should have been a little bit more like freed the room situation. But also, we've talked about this over Christmas. When you get a gift that you might not want, <laughs> you still gotta act like you want it. Yeah, all put right? that face on, boy. Put that face on, okay? And. uh you know, I mean, I'm also going to throw this out there. How many times do you think you've initiated sex that she didn't want to have sex with you? Okay. Oh, good point. And how many times do you think she had to put that work face on? Right. So <laughs> you got to like, don't think that you're, this is something that 
nobody ever does or has done. Like this is, you just gotta, you gotta play the part. And I, you didn't do it. And so what I, here's what I would recommend for you. She works from home. Yes. But you need to, when you come home, uh, like be funny, like, you know, and maybe she's in the room or come out of the bathroom and just be naked and do it back to her. Yeah. And and just like Dude, and be I, I and know. like do the helicopter with <laughs> yeah, your dick. Yeah, I was gonna say I, that never gets much love. Uh, right, but it would be. But like, it's funny. Yeah. yeah, and just like be like, but don't have your phone. <laughs> don't have your phone when you do this. Just be like, uh, just you know, try to because what's happening is is that she. It's not that you. It's that you basically. She thinks that you don't find her attractive. Okay, and that's not the case. So you're gonna have to now, dude. I have a big problem with that though, because I'm like, like, get real. Like you know, I think you're attractive, right? Um, is how I would see that, and it's like you're getting mad. Here's how I perceive it: is you're right. getting mad that you're not getting that viral TikTok experience. I don't think that's what it is. I think it was that's what she wanted, and what she got in return was now she feels insecurity. Like, yeah, and uh, I agree. But yeah. you get what I'm saying? It's yeah. like sometimes they care too much about the TikTok moment. Sure. Than what's actually, like, yeah. I, I don't know. I see that. But I would just, what I'm saying is, is just, you need to play it as a joke and go on from that. Like, yeah. Helicopter that shit. Yeah. Man. And be, <laughs> and just, you know. They love it. <laughs> now you gotta get, get, be more, tell her that she's more attractive now. Okay. We are wrapping up the episode. Tell me, tell them where they can find us. At Post Hump Day, uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you are, we're there too. I'm Tommy DeSalt. I'm Kellen King. We'll see you next time.